0: Pilot, not the main experiment, will take place in Oakland, California. For the Silicon Valley crowd, the prime motivation appears to be a concern that automation has been displacing jobs and that increasingly sophisticated artificial intelligence applications could accelerate the trend. One proponent is Jim Pugh, a data scientist and founder of Share Progress, a technology company supporting nonprofits and social impact organizations. With self-driving cars on the streets here in Silicon Valley becoming a reality, there is growing concern about what an economy with widespread automation would look like, he says. What's not to like about free money, especially in the form of a poverty-relieving, quality-of-life-boosting grand scheme that gets a measure of broad-spectrum political support and commands enthusiastic attention from the most celebrated innovation community in the United States? Well, there's the fact that a universal basic income could add as much as $2 trillion in annual expenses to the U.S. budget. Then there's the question of whether such a program might disconnect large swaths of our population from the positive aspects of working for a living, a potentially toxic side effect. And finally, there's little convincing evidence that large-scale technological unemployment is actually happening or will happen in the immediate future. Advances are changing the types of tasks and skills in demand, displacing many workers from jobs that have become obsolete. But the massive automation-fueled job displacement cited as the prime justification for a basic income won't actually reach us for decades, assuming it does come. The idea of a basic income is a good one in a world where robots do most of the work, but we probably won't be there for 30 to 50 years, says Eric Brynjolfsson, who researches the digital economy at MIT's Sloan School of Management. Proponents say a basic income is a way to liberate those who have struggled to find acceptable work. Currently 7.4 million people are unemployed in the United States, another 6 million want full-time work but can only find part-time jobs, millions more have given up looking, and perhaps tens of millions have settled for jobs with low wages, skimpy benefits, or poor working conditions. But it can also be argued that the idea is a way of buying these people off, making it easier to avoid developing the education and training programs that would actually help alleviate income inequality and reverse wage stagnation. Could it just be a way to give up on providing the wide access to decent jobs that has long been considered an essential element of a healthy society? Or to put it more bluntly, at a time when the tech economy is generating huge amounts of wealth, Is Silicon Valley just attempting to appease those left behind? Demogrant Calls for a basic income date back at least to the early 16th century, when the philosopher Thomas More, objecting to England's policy of executing thieves, suggested reducing poverty by giving a little money to all, regardless of employment but the idea didn't get much traction until the end of World War I, when the British mathematician and philosopher Bertrand Russell and the social credit movement won it some public support in both the UK and Canada. In the 1930s, the British Labour Party grabbed the baton, calling its basic income plan a social dividend. In the United States of that era, the New Deal focused on providing jobs through public works programs, so there was little interest in simply handing over money to the population. But the libertarian economist Milton Friedman revived interest in the early 1960s by calling for a negative income tax that would replace the much more complicated safety net of federal anti-poverty programs and give the poor more control over their own finances. Martin Luther King Jr. was a supporter, too. In 1968, more than a thousand economists signed a petition for a basic income scheme. President Richard Nixon obliged by trying to push through a family assistance plan that was in most ways a basic income. Supported by a majority of the public and endorsed by most newspapers, Nixon's plan sailed through the House of Representatives. It died, however, in the Senate, where conservatives balked at the cost and liberals wanted a higher payout and no work requirement. The 1972 Democratic presidential candidate, George McGovern, then got into the act, briefly including in his platform a $1,000 demo-grant to all citizens, but the safety net-shredding Reagan era killed all talk of a basic income in the U.S. The current revival in this country can be traced to the fear of some in the tech community that digital technology...